When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No! You all didn't know the old me. That for 40 years, Darren, I was a kamikaze. The fact that I'm alive is a miracle. How about that? I've ridden steers, jumped off cliffs, been shot and been shot at, and I survived it all. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, we're on. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show on a brand new week. A very big day. Very big day. And in moments, you're going to hear why. If you notice, I've changed things up a little bit to look at the line A here. I'm a little more comfortable with the way that it is. Um, a big news day. I'm in the Florida studio, as you can see. Darren Moose Dupont is in the Toronto studio. He's back home in Toronto. And we're ready to talk some sports today. Very big day. Moose, are you going to put a Leafs thing up on your wall anywhere? <laughs> or are you waiting for them to give you something for free? Hence why you have a Dallas Stars flag up on the wall. That's that's it. I don't have anything to put up on the wall that's Toronto Maple Leafs, despite them being my team. And when I was down in Dallas coming back from the uh, thousands show on the layover, they gave me the flag. So how can I not wear that? But I got a little blue on, so that counts. Gotcha. It's a big day there in Toronto, and we're going to get to that in a moment. Uh, that's all I'm going to say before we jump into the quick six. I'll tell you the guests today are Benton on the mic. Mike Benton, host of Seattle Kraken Radio. Out there in the Emerald City in Seattle, uh, he's in hour one and in hour two, Canada's foremost NFL export, the great Jim Lang, Jim Clubber Lang, NFL expert, not export, last I heard. Those are the guests on the, on the program today. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Director Gordon, please, and thank you. Um, before we jump into the normal stuff, I'm calling an audible at the line of scrimmage. I'm changing the play like <laughs> Tyrod Taylor did for the uh, Giants last night. <clears throat> Here's the breaking news because it pertains to us. Football will become an Olympic sport in 2028. The IOC has included flag football in the official program for the 2028 game slated for Los Angeles. I'll get more into it later. This is a Canadian press story, but I'm going to say it again. Darren and I and Serena, too, have a very close spot in our heart for flag football, but also USA football, because they brought us in to announce their national championships last year in Charlotte, and there was a buzz around the field in Charlotte at the US, USA Performance Center. You know, we might be in the Olympics, you know, in 2028. Right then, Darren, it seemed like just a dream. Well, today was officially announced, along with uh, a couple other sports. This is a big day for everybody. And I want to say congratulations to Scott and Sean and all the athletes around the world. That are, it's like 100 million athletes around the world, I believe is what I No, it's maybe, I got to look up the numbers. They're in the story. It's a hell of a lot, Jim. 
It's a big day. It's a huge day. Uh, congratulations to everybody involved. The other sports that got into the Olympics as well. Congratulations. Cricket. Uh, to all of them. Yeah. Yeah, cricket's one of them. Uh, squash, I believe, got in, right? So there's a list. Read the list. Um, but it's awesome. When you and I have an affinity and, and, and that relationship with flag football, it's so much fun. I know we'll get into this more later, but uh, big day. Uh, great way to start the week. We're going to Los Angeles for the Olympics. And they showered us with gifts in Charlotte, like this bucket hat. Somewhere along the line, I became a bucket hat guy. So they're like, hey, take this, take that. Yeah, you're representing us, USA football. We're like, yeah, feels good. Let's go. So that's big news there. That's point six. Can you hit the show horn again, Director Jordan? I'll go back to point one. We're going to start with the NFL, which did I tell you that flag football and USA football and the NFL, they're tight. The Philadelphia Eagles and San Francisco 49ers suffered their first losses the NFL season on Sunday. The 5-1 Eagles were upset by the Jets 20-14, and the now 5-1 49ers lost to the Cleveland Browns 19-17 when Jake Moody missed a 41-yard field goal with six seconds to go. Everybody's talking NFL all across the continent today, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, but what... Even my friends are talking about is in the Sunday nighter. Josh Allen patiently oversaw two lengthy second-half scoring drives capped by a 15-yard touchdown pass to Quentin Morris with 3.58 to go. And the 4-2 and two Buffalo Bills defeated the undermanned but gritty 1-5 and five New York football Giants 14-9. What was anticipated to be a Bills blowout turned into a grounded-out chippy and occasionally sloppy thriller that wasn't decided until the final play of the game. So I'm seeing everybody's Twitter blowing up, some Facebook comments on the non-interference call in the end zone on the game-winning play in the end to save the game for the Bills. Chris Sanford, I don't got to tell you my guy Chris Sanford, huge Giants fan. They're really ticked today. I don't, let me say it again. I'll repeat it for those that are new. I don't have any time for the officiating argument unless it's my team that gets screwed. Then we'll talk about it all day. Other than that, they're human, and I don't like talking about it. How about you? Um, I'm kind of the same way. I get pretty irrationally emotional um, when it's my team that's getting screwed. But when you sit back and think about it, um, I have time for official arguments, but not when it comes to winning and losing the game especially if you didn't score. Whether there was a penalty that could have extended it and giving you another chance, great. But no, don't sit here and say they lost you the game. The fact is you didn't score enough points regardless of what the officials did. You hear that, Chris? Take it up with Moose. The one question <laughs> that was in my mind on Sunday was this, though. I don't know how you were obviously watching the London game because your Titans were in the game. I watched the game because I was working out and I needed to be distracted because I get bored. We all know that I'm a squirrel. And I kind of wonder why they even have pregame shows on the other networks, CBS and ESPN, when Fox was carrying the London game. Did you not find it a little distracting? I'm all for the London games. Believe me, I am. And Germany upcoming and Mexico. But uh, why would anybody watch the other pregame shows? Like, even the panelists on those pregame shows should be watching the London game, don't you think? So the, the NFL is kind of cannibalizing its own audience, I feel, on Sundays with these European games. What do you think? Well, a little bit. You're talking about the pregame shows on while the game is happening. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody you think is watching that game. I guess what you see in the NFL is... Um, 
fans that, you know, non-fans of the Titans and Ravens, maybe you're getting ready to watch their teams and like those pregame shows. I think what the NFL does well, though, is they give you options. You know, you might watch ES, I might watch Fox for the pregame, and we might sit there and think, this is so good. Why would there be anything else? And why do we need to have four pregame shows? But you know what? There's so many people in the U.S. and around the world that watch uh, the National Football League, and they want to watch their own thing at their own time. So the NFL has options. That's what's really cool. Um, that's something that we don't really have in Canada. We don't really have options. Yeah. I'm sorry, I had to fix my headphones. I feel like Howdy Doody or Dale Evans. Name Dale Evans mean anything to you, Darren? Over my head. Of course you don't. The older viewers know. It was Roy Rogers' main squeeze. Mm. And she had the uh, thing around her cowboy hat to keep it on. Uh, that's what I thought. Can't have that. So I'm fixing it here. Um, the text line's open, 902-518-3033, 902-518-3033. Main squeeze means girlfriend, partner. You probably don't even know what that is. That means. I know. No, it's no, so I know young. main oh, squeeze. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Bomber Boy writes in. The text line's open, as I say. It's brought to you by EMJ Marketing. And Bomber Boy says, is there anything better than a healthy dose of RP in the moose after an amazing sports weekend? I'll wait. No, there's nothing better. So thank you, Bomber Boy, for tuning in from Calgary on the Game Plus Television Network. So moving on in my quick six show topics here. To hockey, Brady Kachuk scored twice. Vladimir Tarasenko had a goal and an assist, and the Ottawa Senators defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-2 Sunday. Matthew Joseph and Tim Stutzla also scored for the Sins, who are 2-1. Tanner Janot and Anthony Cirelli scored for the Lightning, who slipped to one and two. Elsewhere, Frank the Tank Vetrano scored thrice as the Anaheim Ducks beat the Carolina Hurricanes 6-3. Our hockey coverage, by the way, is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company out of Calgary, Alberta. Head down to the tap room Thursday through Saturday, noon to 8 p.m. to check it out yourself. Check out their website ahead of time at commoncrownbrewingcompany.ca. I'll look ahead in the NHL in a moment, but do you have any? We have a lot of leftovers to get to on this Monday. Mm, I love leftovers. We had NFL leftovers, NHL leftovers, CFL leftovers, all coming up here in the warm-up. But I watched six hours of hockey on Saturday and really enjoyed it, Moose. I watched the Winnipeg Jets beat the Florida Panthers 6-4. I tried to get some Jets fans to bite. I went fishing on Twitter to try and tick them off. They didn't bite it. They're on to my game in Winnipeg. So that's fine. I said they were lucky to win. I saw they, that. They sniffed that out fast. Yeah, nobody bit. And, uh, and then that night uh, was Connor Bedard at Montreal. And for you people in Montreal booing Connor Bedard, I'm not going to dignify that with any comments or opinion. <laughs> he had an assist. He kept his point streak going at three. And it leads into tonight's game, which we'll get to in a moment. Pretty good game. Um, six hours of hockey was enough for me. Kind of shut her down after that. Was in and out on the NFL on Sunday, but not totally ensconced. What were your uh, NHL leftovers from the weekend? Yeah, I mean, um, we're going to talk about the game tonight. But, you know, Austin Matthews continuing a great start back-to-back -back hat tricks. Uh, is great. First guy since Ovechkin. And him and Ovechkin are the only ones to do it, it feels like, I believe. And since like 1917 or something crazy like that, uh, start the season with back-to-back -back hat tricks. Pretty cool. 
And then um, what's going on in Edmonton? I, I keep seeing that, you know, to lose both games to the Canucks in the way that they did. And the biggest takeaway for me um, with the Oilers is in two games, just one even strength goal, I believe, is is the deal. Um, or, or right around there. The power play isn't lighting the world on fire either. I think they were two for seven or, or three for seven the other night. So um, it's tough in Edmonton right now. And I know it's not a great start to the week for them. Well, I thought about calling today um, overreaction Monday, but I think I'll save it to overreaction Tuesday because we had enough other things to talk about. But I'll remind everybody, these are the same goaltenders that piloted the orders to a 51 season last year and 109 points. It also just dawned on me that the Golden Knights finished with 111 points last year, then went on to win the Stanley Cup. So take that for what you will. And by the way, for everybody in uh, my adopted hometown of Estevan, Saskatchewan, the Stanley Cup is going to be in the Tap House tonight, Willie's Tap House. I love that place, ran by my good friend and yours, Peanut Butter Pete Saragella. Jim McKenzie is bringing the Stanley Cup there tonight, but I'm getting off topic here. Um, I thought about this. I stayed away from social media for the most part, you probably noticed, other than trying to troll Jets fans, and it didn't work. (laughs) And I had this voice in the back of my head going, they're really talking, Rod. The fans are really talking. I'm like, let them talk. Because what are you going to argue that the order's goaltending was bad and all the things you just mentioned? We all know it's bad. We can all see it. I'm pretty sure the goalies know that they've been bad and need to be better. And sometimes, especially early in the season, because I have coached and have played and I've also lived life, I'll ask you this. If Jay Woodcroft went and got in in the face of Jack Campbell or Stuart Skinner and said, look, we need you to be better. You think that would work? Because it worked to me, not as a player. There was nothing you could say that would get to my head or heart as a player. But in the broadcasting world, I had my bosses come up to me, Jeff Courier, Willie Cole. We need more from you. And I felt terrible, and I wanted to please them. And it kind of launched my career. Do you see the parallel? Or am I completely out the mm-hmm. lunch? What do you think? No, I, I see the parallel on the flip side. You know, you say that to Jack Campbell and it's like, we know we got to be better. I know I got to be better. He knows he's got to be better. And same with Stuart Skinner. Um, and like you said, these are the same two goalies that piloted you to the playoffs. And, and you know, if it wasn't for the Golden Knights, potentially the Stanley Cup final, maybe even winning the cup. So, you know, trust that they can get you back there. I wouldn't be throwing the baby out with the bathwater, at least not after two games. Um, and maybe that, you know, part of this oh. is the Canucks are improved too, right? There has to be something said about Vancouver uh, playing better too, even though they got outshotting in the second game. I never thought about giving Vancouver any credit. It's more of a football term. Um, you know, it sucks when the other team tries too. And by the way, Can you please explain to me, because you fashion yourself as a football guy, what the hell does the term put a hat on a hat even mean? I was listening to the Dolphins game on the radio. Yeah, I was driving around yesterday. What the hell does that even mean? You got to put a hat on a hat? No. (laughs) How do you do that? You know that that's a uh, ardent football term, Darren. Put a hat on a hat. I guess I would get another hat my CFL bucket hat that they gave me and, and put it on. What does it mean? 
I'm waiting for an answer. I don't know. That's a new one for me. I actually, I actually don't know that you've one. Never, you've never heard it? No. No. You've been this in football all these years. You've never heard that. But a hat okay. on a hat. Um, last one before we break. Point three. It's our poll question today for our friends at Key Auto Group. And let me tell you something about Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. It's in the Canadian Press Wire story. The Connor Bedard Show touches down in Toronto tonight. Yes, Chicago versus the Maple Leafs. Darren touched on it earlier. Austin Matthews can do something never before done. Open a season with three straight hat tricks. Versus Bedard, who's on a three-game point streak as a rookie. We'll spend more time on that coming back after the break. But our poll question today for Key Auto Group is, who will have more points tonight, Connor Bedard or Austin Matthews? And because, Darren, I'll say, because Austin Matthews is on a roll, on a heater, and he's older, and it's his rink, I'll say Austin Matthews has more points tonight. Who are you voting for in that poll? You know what? I'll, I'll go with... Matthews, oh man, it's hard to do. I'll go with Matthews uh, for the same reason. He's on a heater. I think he keeps going. They're at home. Um, I like that. But this is so much fun for Bedard. This is his, you know, he had his first game and he played Crosby. Now this is the second of the big ones. He's got Matthews head to head. I think this will be a lot of fun for him because Bedard can score goals. And that's what Matthews does so well. Um, I'm looking forward to the game tonight. Uh, just some quick comments, and then we'll break. Navy Dawn, our friend Navy Dawn, writes in and says, NHL, nudge me in February when the games matter. And then he says, the SA versus FR rugby, rugby game was epic, much better than the NFL offering on the weekend. Don, you're a Navy man. You know I love you. That makes you a government employee, which means you know nothing about business. So if you're going to compare NFL, NHL versus rugby, we're not going to be able to talk nor be friends. It's a numbers game. It's a business. Leanne writes in from Regina. She says, hat on a hat means make solid tackles. No, I know that. Where did it come from? Put a hat on a hat? It's no sense. You know where the phrase... Oh, thank you, Clark. Helmet to helmet. I got you now. I got you now. I just went like, put a hat on a hat. Well, she makes solid tackles. Okay, well, that makes... How do you know football, Clark? I thought you were a baseball guy. <laughs> oh, thought you weren't allowed to hit in the head. I never played uh, defense, okay? Tony, oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. We got a break. We'll be right back. It's the warm-up. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. It's contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it. But it's a fact, just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code THERPSHOW. You can thank me later. The RP show continues and live from South Florida. And uh, here we go. Got some comments coming in on our discussion earlier about the term hat on a hat. Um, Moose is in Toronto. I'm here in Florida, as you know. And Clark says it comes from the term helmet on helmet. I appreciate that, Clark. Leanne says that term probably been banned now since shots to the head are being penalized. Uh, Jeff the Stamps fan says town had his no term. Well, no, because uh, I just heard it on the radio yesterday. So it's still a thing. And Glenn in Medicine Hat writes in regarding the 0-2 Oilers out of Edmonton. Glenn says the ebb and flow of emotions makes the Oilers fan base the most entertaining bunch on the planet. I will not disagree with that. I think he's bang on. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah. I think so. They're the, they're the it fan base right now of the day. I think they've surpassed, I mean, at least a little bit Toronto in that sense um, because of the expectations and then the sky is falling and then we're the best and the sky is falling and it goes back and forth. Um, I think yeah. Toronto, Toronto has kind of lost the, the bravado of we're the best because they haven't won, right? Um, but it's, it's, it's entertaining at the very least. Ah, you can say we, Darren. You're in the Leafs nation, and that's fine. And to be honest, I find Leafs fans far easier to take than Oilers fans. And I live with an Oilers fan. So how about that? Now, for a lot of you, a lot of you, you might maybe, you've come here today for CFL talk, and that's cool. Uh, We're going to come back around on the big breaking news today that flag football will be included in the 2028 Los Angeles Olympics. We're very excited for our partnerships with both USA Football and Football Canada. And uh, yeah, we'll be in L.A. for it. But to the CFL. Oh, my gosh, man. I could. I could do two hours a day on CFL football very easily. Probably could do more, to be honest. But I also like the variety of talking about other things. But so the games this weekend, Darren, I was watching the streaming version, CFL Plus, which was fantastic, of BC Hamilton. 
And I got it in discussion the other day of this weekend about CFL versus NFL. And I don't, I don't know how I got trapped in that conversation because I don't like that conversation. Football is football. But with a minute, minute and a half to go in the BC Hamilton game, I'm like, ah, like I wanted to go to bed, but I'm, I can't turn this off. Hamilton misses a field goal with a minute to go, and then the Lions march it down and win it on a field goal and a huge game in Hamilton with Bo Levi. And I don't understand why they were saying Bo was only going to play a half, but then he came out to play the second half. Hamilton's starting quarterback is a tough loss for Hamilton to take. Huge win for BC to get. You're not getting that in the NFL. They're walking off the field at that point in the game where I was considering turning it off. So much happens in the CFL in the last minute. If you turn it off, you're an idiot. And yes, I've been an idiot. Calgary Stampeders, I mean, I don't like to be the one. I'm not a procrastinator. The Calgary Stampeders are procrastinators, Darren. Well, we'll get to it when, when we have to. Like the second last season, third last weekend of the regular season, they beat Saskatchewan 26-9. They didn't even get in and play until the second half. Fourth quarter? Say. Right. Yeah, Calgary beats Saskatchewan 26-19. They're doing everything they can, Calgary, to get a playoff spot. If they just played with a little urgency in the summertime, they wouldn't be in this bind. But now they're playing like their lives depend on it, because it does. And on the flip side, all Saskatchewan has to do is win a game. It's going <laughs> to win a game? On a six-game losing streak? That's all we got to do is win a game? They can't do that. It's in my 10 things column on the weekend. Like, Darren, if they miss the playoffs, this is the most epic, epic collapse I've ever even heard of what Saskatchewan's doing right now. You understand it because you're better at math than me. What are they doing? But at least they it's... went bowling on Sunday as part of a team bonding. You watch more of that game. I'll shut up and let you take over for a while. No, <clears throat> you're right. Like, and they started out well. I'm like, okay, this team. It looks like they want to win. And Calgary, like you said, procrastinating. They're going to wait till the third last game. They're going to wait till the second half of the third last game of the season <clears throat> before they finally get going. But they did. And it just, it just felt like, you know, it, from bad to worse. And the, and the momentum, when it goes the wrong way, it's hard to stop. And that's what's happened in Saskatchewan. Look, I mean, why not take them bowling? You know, people are joking about that. But why not? Like. I might have, I might have legitimately just not played the game and had them go somewhere else and watch a game for the week and say, we'll forfeit because we need to get this team reset back to normal. Like, you got to do something, anything, um, and it doesn't get easier. You got to play Toronto, <clears throat> who probably won't be resting anybody because they've got another week where they might rest people in the final week of the season. I don't know. Um, so it's not going to get easier uh, for you, and now you need to win that game or you're done. So now your back's really against the wall, and now you're feeling a lot of pressure. And no. I, you know, I don't know what you I'm do. sorry. They don't have to beat Toronto because if, because if Calgary loses their last two, Sask gets in, and that's what I hate about this time of year. Yeah. Um, our CFL coverage is brought to you in part by Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beer. Check them out at SoberCarpenter.com. We have a text message that's come in on the personal line from Chris Sanford, and I'm reading it because you're named in it. Uh, -oh. uh It says, hey, Kamikaze. Is that my nickname now? Kamikaze? 
He says, I hate to complain about, oh, because from the intro, I got gotcha. you. He goes, I hate to complain about the refs too, but you can't screw up in the end zone with a game on the line. Tell Moose if Waller doesn't get held, the Giants score more points than the Bills. Well, if my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle. We're sitting here. It's a loss for the Giants, for the G-men. So that's my point. I get it. If it was the Chris Sanford yeah. show, you could talk for two hours about how the ref screwed you, but it ain't. Now. If you had put points on the board at the end of the first half, instead of letting the clock run out. Right. You probably would have won two. Yeah. Just continuing on with this, uh, Saturday's another reason I don't like this time of year in the CFL or any regular season of any league is the meaningless games. Like the game in Edmonton meant nothing. Mm-hmm. Montreal beat Edmonton 35-21. I don't, well, I guess it did mean something because the Alouettes clinched second place. I saw my guy Cody Fajardo, the Alouettes quarterback, posting to Instagram how much it meant to win 10 games and host a playoff game. Um, he had to get the vindication off his chest that he's not the problem with the Rough Riders. But a lot of us that can actually see knew that. But I'll allow him to say it. Why the hell not? And then Toronto beat Ottawa 40-27. And I tell you, if I was Ryder fans, my knees would be knocking because Ryan Dinwiddie said it, the head coach of the Argonauts, we're going to Saskatchewan to win. So there's a very realistic chance Saskatchewan won't miss the playoffs. And I'm just sitting here, or sorry, won't make the playoffs. And I'm sitting here rubbing my fingers, wondering who they're going to blame now. Moving on, point five, Jordan Montgomery shut down the Houston Astros and Laode Taveras homered as the Texas Rangers did just enough against Justin Verlander to earn a 2 nothing win in Sunday's opener of the American League Championship Series. Game two goes Monday. Same with game one of the NLCS Arizona at Philly. And I want to say this again, breaking news that I'll be honest, Darren and I are quite excited about Football will become an Olympic sport in 2028. The IOC has included flag football in the official program for the 2028 games slated for Los Angeles. The IOC's decision follows deliberations and recommendations from the IOC Executive Board, the IOC Olympic Program Commission, and the Los Angeles Organizing Committee concluding a comprehensive two-year evaluation process. It's estimated that 20 million players in over 100 countries, including Canada, actively participate in flag football. So let me take you behind the, uh, the front lines of this, or onto the front lines. As we were in Charlotte, and I appreciate the guys from USA Football showering us with gifts. Get yours out, Moose. You got one handy there, the gift they gave you, right? You got the, no, other, there you go. USA, we, we, they gave us hats, football. They're like, wear it, you represent us. I'm like, namaste. And uh, I'm on the air broadcasting on the home team live app and the Olympic network saying, we're really hoping that flag football will be included in the 2028 Olympics of Los Angeles. And then I'm getting this thing in my ear. Uh, maybe don't mention that. Don't mention that because we don't want to, you know, maybe because we're not yet. Don't. Oh, okay. And then we have the president and CEO of USA Football come on with you, Moose, and needed interviews with me, too. And he's like, we're really hoping to be in the Olympics in 2028. We plan to be there. And I'm like, well, if the president and CEO can say it, how come I can't say it? That's the tough part about being the voice of something. Because you got 8,700 
opinions in your ear about what you should say and what you shouldn't. But because Scott said it, and I feel like that presidents and CEOs are a lot that way, Darren, as you know, just put it out there. Speak it into the universe. Give it energy. And so I can't even imagine what's going on in the USA football office with this. They're going to be in the Olympics, man. Uh, bravo. Hats off, literally. Put a hat on a hat. It's fantastic. That's great. It is awesome. And when you talk about university, or university, Olympic sports, it fit, checks all the boxes. Highly competitive. Lots of countries can play. They play it at a high, high level. Um, it just checks all the boxes to be an Olympic sport. And it's going to be a great one. It's fan-friendly. It's TV-friendly. So I think it's going to really, really be exciting in 2028 in L.A., and people are going to pay attention and be excited about it. Oh, I'd like to have a little bit of a discussion here, and we'll get to more NHL uh, in Hour 2. There's been a lot of football here in Hour 1, and that's cool. I'm here for it. We don't have a lot of time here, um, but the NFL is part of this. NFL flags part of this, and then flag football itself, USA football. Navy Dawn says, not doubting the marketing giant that is the NFL, but other nations are capable of supporting more than one sporting entity. The rugby match was really good, and I enjoyed it. That's cool, man. But you got to stop fighting it. You got to stop fighting it. And I, I like the uh, argument. Guy wrote me and said, um, it was last week when we were talking about this could happen. He goes, well, I think 12-man football, tackle football should be in the Olympics. I'm like, it's not going to happen. 11-man football is more popular as it is. They don't play it worldwide. Again, when are you going to stop fighting this stuff and just go? Go with what fits. For Darren and I and Serena, this USA football thing, the flag, it, it's a perfect fit for us. They've welcomed us on inside, and I can, don't need to tell you what isn't a fit anymore. Skull man, flow. 11 man, neither are played worldwide, right? Flag is. That's why no. it's cool. Flag is. I'll see you in hour two. More hockey then. then. As a matter of fact, more hockey after this break. Mike Benton, Benton on the mic. Joins us from the Seattle Kraken radio crew. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today.
Hey guys, Manscaped has done it again, introducing the Handyman Facial Razor. It's brand new, not for your junk, it's for up top, and like every Manscaped product, tons of thought has gone into it. Sleek, compact, and charges by USB, fits very handily into your shaving kit for those road trips. And right now, with a promo code VRP Show, you get 20% off and free shipping. That's VRP Show at manscaped.com. Um, speaking of road trips, Mike Benton's made several. Not a lot lately, though. He's the host now of Seattle Kraken Games on KJR Radio. There he is with the trusted shirt. Mike, what's your paddock level at 0-2-1 of the Seattle Kraken here uh, in this opening week of the regular season? Hey, Rod. Hey, thanks first for having me here. I would say on a scale of, uh, you know, zero to full tilt, it, it maybe is at a 0 0.5 right now. I mean, last week, <laughs> a three-game road trip, uh, it was a five-layer dip of really what could have been. And the Kraken said they left a lot on the table. I mean, that first game against Vegas, I mean, they're just flat-out rolling right now. And they flex their muscle in that opening night game. And the Kraken had also a five-minute major power play, which came up empty. And you figure... You get one or two goals or down by two. That could have easily turned that game on its head. It didn't happen. Uh, Nashville, things fell apart in the, the middle of the second period. And uh, Dave Axtell, from a few accounts, had a very, very intense skate waiting for the guys the very next day after in St. Louis. So in St. Louis, things you could sense began to turn around a little bit. Uh, it was a tight game, but you saw the Kraken skate. They had puck control. They had their special teams going, and you saw more ingredients that were akin to success of last season. And Joey Decord, now backing up Philip Grubauer, was very, very good in that. So there are good signs now that are brewing and moving right toward the top here for this team. That's going to continue here this week because even though they're going to be at home, they've got Colorado up next, then the Hurricanes, then the Rangers. That's not going to be easy. You know, uh, here on the telecast of Saturday's Florida Panthers loss at Winnipeg, Jeff Chikrin, TV analyst for the Panthers, said, ah, it's good to be on the road. Get these kinks out on this opening road trip before coming home for the home opener. That's kind of the Kraken road map. Is that what you're thinking? And did you kind of just say that in Coach Hackstall, too? Yeah, well, I, I kind of get the sense where, you know, when you go on the road and for a Kraken team that was very good on the road last season, they were able to simplify their game. And uh, I touched on this earlier as well. They play a very delicate, uh, intricate system that incorporates a ton of detail. I mean, you've got to skate, skate, skate and skate, you know, until you know your eyes are going to fall out of your head, basically. And in those first week or two weeks, you know, you know, you can have details that fall apart, but, you know, going on the road is very, very good for team camaraderie. We got the sense from that. We got the sense from that last year when uh, they were able to, you know, move away from their own home bed. You have basically a lifestyle that incorporates game rink, practice, hotel, maybe the rinse, repeat. That's where they can clear their mind and simplify things. So on on the side, at least, that's where I think uh, being on the road for the first week had that advantage. And now you come back home to where, you know, life becomes a little bit more complex, a bit more layered here. So as far as on ice stuff, those details are, are still being worked out right now. But uh, to be on the road here for the first week uh, for a team that relies so much on the interpersonal side with team bonding and everyone pitching in, pardon the cliche, that's where you find value in being on the road for those first three games.
So what's the, you mentioned the home opener, and I got friends going. They're very excited about it. Uh, that's Tuesday night against the Colorado Avalanche, a rematch of last year's startling playoff series. Uh, what's got you excited about it, and what is exciting about that game, Mike? Well, I think first off, back to game six in the second round against the Dallas Stars, and just how loud the building was. I, I really hate using hyperbola when it comes to crowd volume and noise. And, you know, I, I haven't been to Montreal for a playoff game. Um, someday I hope to be. I haven't been to Chicago for a playoff game, but I've been to nearly 30 Stanley Cup playoff games in my from a, a previous line of work, or even just as a fan back in the 90s when I was a kid growing up. And my first taste was, you know, seeing Wayne Gretzky up close in uh, Southern California, the, the, the Paul Correa, Tamu Salani duo. And you really understood just how much more intense the crowd volume is engagement for playoff games like that san jose is well known to blow the roof off the place i've been there before game six in dallas and i ran this by a few folks also who have been to other places for me it was the loudest i've ever heard a playoff building and for many else they said it was among the loudest they've ever heard a playoff game so tying all this in that left us with um you know a taste in our mouth for these last five months in this summer where we couldn't wait around here to experience a home game environment once again. That's what the home opener to me is all about, to get in front of these fans once again, to hear you know, 17,000 plus on this team's side as well, and to really understand how much this team and this fan base and this city has grown together collectively here over the last two seasons. The Avalanche, as far as the on-ice stuff, it's going to be a tough matchup. I mean, they they come back essentially the same crew intact, added Jonathan Duran there, of course. But, you know, for me, we saw just how well a guy like Nathan McKinnon plays when he's on edge, he's angry, he's intense. And, you know, you talk to any team who, who loses a seven-game series, that's a bitter taste in their mouth. So the Kraken really have to expect that Colorado is going to give them everything they've got coming up here on Tuesday night. That's going to be a great game. Uh, last one for you. I, had, I don't know if you're familiar with Reed Johnson from the Mark Cast. It's a podcast out of Seattle. He was on with us last week from Vegas. And he brought up, he always gives me an Eberly report because you know my guy is Jordan Eberly. And somewhere I missed. Yeah that Abs has said he hopes to end his career in Seattle? I mean, I know he loves it. Is that something he said recently? And uh, what are the chances of that? And how big of a part of this team is, my good friend? Yeah, I'll buy that. I mean, Jordan Everly, he's a, a veteran status, Rod, as you know. And, you know, he's been around the league so much. And you know, we think about how much he's come along since his days as a Regina Pat, where, you know, he's, he's at that phase of his career where, you know, he's got, full leverage to do what he wants on his own terms. And even though he's going to go into a contract year, he could easily just say, you know, I'm going to keep my options open. Uh, I want to do what's best here for my family. But he got out in front of this nearly day one of training camp. And he said, I've made my stance clear. My family loves it here. I love it here. I want to be here long term for this next phase. And I really to be quite honest here, when you find a place that just doesn't suit your career, but your family, you begin to think of things from a long-term perspective of, you know, what happens when I'm done playing? What's this next step? Where Jordan Everly goes, that is still a mystery right now at this point. But um, 
that first year was very telling, I think, for me when the Kraken brought in a huge collection of veterans and, you know, you had really kind of a mixed bag of guys that said, I want to be here or guys who wouldn't commit. And they were just saying, I'm going to kind of bide my time. And if I move on, I move on. Jordan Eberly was the former. He has been all in for this team, which means matters have clicked for him around here in Seattle. And he's a guy I see who can be carrying this flag for this franchise for a long, long time. I love my talks with him. Every conversation I hear from him, he says something that I, I basically learn uh, brand new each day. And yeah, he's one of my first go-to guys as far as insights. So, um, you know, where that leads him, we'll see. But one thing's for sure, he loves it here, and he's got long-term on his mind. He's a good one. Please say hey to him. Mike, uh, as are you. Benton on the mic, thanks for the time. And keep uh, doing a great job, man. We're following out here, enjoying it. I appreciate it. Anytime, Rod. Thank you. Mike Benton from Sports Radio KJR out there in Seattle. Sports update coming up next and audience takeover. In hour two, our NFL insider Jim Lang. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Gonna try to sneak in as much as I can in this segment. Something's gonna have to push to next hour. I was smiling near the end of the interview with Mike Benton where he talked about the beautiful things, wonderful things Jordan Everly said about Seattle, which I believe all to be true, and I think he will end his career there. But I remember coming home from the WHL All-Star Game in Swift Current, of which Jordan was an All-Star. I think it was the MVP of the game. We were driving back to Regina in the same car. And after the game, Jordan said he loved playing in Swift Current in front of the wonderful hockey fans and WHL fans of Swift Current. And then in the car on the way home, I'm like, but you hate those people. He's like, yeah, but they don't need to know that. And that's the difference between guys like Ebbs and the guys like me, where I would be leaning out of the broadcast booth yelling, I hate you all and mean it. But that's also why I needed a police escort out of Swift Current from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. So I should have been listening to Jordan, probably. Although he was years my junior. Sports update, the Canadian Football League Alumni Association. Proud to announce that Hamilton Tiger Cat alumni, Leo Ezrins and Rocky DiPietro have been named co-winners of the CFL 2023 Alumnus of the Year Award. Teammates in 1986 when the Ticats won the Grey Cup Championship. It's only fitting these two stars represent Hamilton at the 110th Grey Cup. The CFL alumni will present this prestigious award to these two outstanding Ticats alumni members during the 2023 Grey Cup Festival at the popular CFL Alumni Luncheon. 
presented by Car Star. It's the best event at Grey Cup. Tickets are available at graycupfestival.ca slash tickets. Uh, sports update is for Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment, featuring their core five, Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale, four of which sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. To the text line regarding USA football's announcement and the IOC that flag football will be included in the 2028 Los Angeles Olympics. Chris Tom is watching on Game Plus TV in Heidelberg, Ontario, and he says, I've heard field lacrosse will also be in the 2028 Olympics. Rob Tyson, all the way up in Cold Lake, Alberta, writes in and says, no mention of lacrosse being included in the 2028 Olympics? Our summertime national sport? Is it field or box lacrosse? Thanks, guys. What's the, sh the shirt say, bro? I had somebody say, how come you don't promote football Canada and flag football? Because USA football is paying me. How about that? That's why. Pretty simple. He's speaking of CFL alumni, Miles um, Garrell, a six foot eight offensive lineman. I once said to him, Who's your favorite CFL team? He played for like seven. He goes, Whoever's paying me. Never forgot that. Brian in Hudson Bay, Sask, writes in, says, Good morning, Rod and Moose. How high do you think the firings go after the Riders end the season on another seven game losing streak? I hope it starts right at the top. Do you think that will happen? Great show as usual. I can tell you, Brian, I think very little about it. And I'll be perfectly honest when I tell you, I don't really care. They're a really screwed up organization, and they've allowed it all to happen. So you'd think they'd do the right thing, but I don't think that they will. So I don't think about it too much. I will tell you this, though. My phone is blowing up with people that want the job, that top job of which you uh, reference. So uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I know what should have happened last year and didn't. I know what should happen this year and probably won't. Not my team anymore, and um, we've all moved on. Coming up next hour, Jim Lang, Canada's foremost NFL expert, and a lot of hockey talk after this quick pause on Game Plus and WWE Radio.